Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 21 of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. Cue the confetti and fireworks. Oh my gosh, 21 episodes. Thank you for supporting me and getting me here. Recent statistics say that 99% of podcasts don't make it to 21 episodes, and I made it. I'm in the 1% of podcasters. Woohoo! I will tell you though, late last year before launching the podcast, I got a huge dose of imposter syndrome. I was hearing things like, you don't have a clue what you're doing. You're too old. It's too much work. What are you going to talk about? Who's going to listen? How will you ever sustain it? This will just be another unfinished project. And I could go on and on with the thoughts I heard from my own mind. I was even advised by someone else to put it off and focus on revenue generating parts of my business. But I felt called to continue on and launch the podcast at the end of January as planned. This was partially because I'm working on breaking this pattern of starting things and not finishing them. I've allowed all sorts of excuses in the past to run the show and sometimes make me quit before I really ever even get started. Hello, perfectionism and procrastination all rolled up into one. Tell me I'm not the only one who has started something and not finished it. Anyway, when I say thank you, I mean it. Your support and kind words have kept me going, wanting to create more episodes. The times you've left me messages saying how an episode touched your heart touches my heart and makes me know this is a space where I can use my voice to help others while also helping myself. Yep, that's right. I don't have it all figured out myself, and I'm on my journey too. And preparing these episodes and then hearing myself speak them out loud brings clarity to my own life. And I love being on this journey with you. I'm grateful for the time you spend with me here. In today's episode, I'm sharing three lies people pleasers tell themselves and how these lies keep us stuck in resentment, frustration, feeling like a doormat, etc. And I'm giving you personal examples from my own people pleasing journey. So let's jump in. Our beliefs are what drive our life. So if we have things we believe to be true, but that are actually rooted in harmful lies about constantly pleasing others, suppressing our own needs, and avoiding confrontation, we are inadvertently paving a path toward frustration and unhappiness. The beliefs you have about yourself, what you think of yourself, and how you'll be perceived, are what create your behaviors and the actions you take. We don't take actions just because. We take them because we're compelled to based on the outcome we predict will happen because of taking the action. I used to believe saying no to someone would hurt their feelings, so that drove the action I took, which was to say yes. This behavior led me to feeling exhausted and hurt, because it felt like all my time was spent doing things with and for other people, and sometimes I would feel taken advantage of. 
But because of the belief I had, the lie I believed, that I would hurt someone's feelings if I said no, which I believed would ultimately lead to them not liking me, I took the action based on that belief, and I said yes. So if we buy into the lies we were told, or that were implied as we were growing up, especially the ones that convince us that our worth is tied to making others happy and avoiding conflict at all costs, we've unknowingly constructed a prison for ourselves, a prison full of resentment and anger, and then sometimes we think it's because of what they are doing to us, but I was actually doing this to myself by taking action based on the lie that I believed. The good news is you're not to blame. I'm not sharing this as another way to beat yourself up. I know you do that enough already without me adding something else to the mix to feel bad about. These things we experience when we're young get wired into our magnificent minds as a safety mechanism. Wait, what? How is pleasing others and making them happy tied to keeping me safe? It all comes down to survival. And to survive, we have to be accepted and fit in. Our DNA hasn't changed much from caveman cavewoman days when, if you weren't part of a tribe, you didn't survive. You relied on each other to stay safe. And like I said, our DNA hasn't changed much, so we still have the survival instinct. And for those of us that were taught others had to be happy with us in order to fit in, pleasing became the way to stay safe. The problem is we buy into these things as if they're hard and fast rules, as if they're the truth, because when we're young, we don't have the ability to analyze things. We trust that our caregivers and people in our lives are telling us the truth. We don't have any reason to think that these people that love us wouldn't tell us the truth. And most of the time, it wasn't done maliciously. It was simply the people in our lives doing the best they could with what they knew. And then we grow up thinking that's just the way it is, that I need to follow this thing that I've believed all my life is true. I need to say yes to avoid being rejected. But here's the thing. Focusing on changing our behaviors doesn't work. Believe me, I've tried. I went to Codependence Anonymous for over three years, attending weekly meetings and also working weekly with a sponsor outside of the meetings. I was putting a lot of time and effort into trying to change my behaviors. Things like I mentioned before, saying yes too much, not drawing boundaries, not speaking my mind, going along with what everyone else wanted to do. I would make a little progress, but then revert right back to saying yes or feeling terribly guilty the few times I did find the courage to say no and stand up for myself. I couldn't figure out what was happening. I was definitely getting more clear about how much of a people pleaser I had been most of my life. But if I was realizing that, then why weren't things in my life getting better? When we come back from this short 60-second break, I'll tell you why. Also, I'll share with you three lies I believed that steered my ship for 50 years of my life. Do you feel like you've lived your whole life for others and now you don't know the real you? Does it seem like your wants and needs don't matter? Like you're not important? If you're saying yes, I hear you, I see you, and I've created something just for you. 
It's called Me First, and it's a community where you'll learn to prioritize your needs and desires, gain confidence and a strong sense of who you are, say no without guilt, and create a life that feels good in your heart without concern about judgment from others. As a member of the Me First community, you'll be among like-minded women, all on a journey of self-discovery, and you'll find understanding, friendship, and unwavering support. You'll have guidance through expert-led discussions, guest speakers, and personal coaching. Plus, you'll build a toolkit of resources to help you conquer people-pleasing, critical self-talk, shame, resentment, and more so that you have the freedom to prioritize yourself and live life by your parameters. Join the Me First community as a founding member for exclusive pricing. The program starts soon. Check the episode description for the link. It's time to prioritize you and truly believe that you are important too. Now back to the episode. Welcome back. As I was saying, I was trying so hard to change my people-pleasing behaviors, but nothing was really changing, with the exception of I was probably getting more frustrated, thinking I would never be able to overcome this defeating pattern. And I was learning more and more about how much of a people-pleaser I was and how much it had impacted my life, leading me into and out of relationships, causing me to stay in a marriage out of loyalty, which resulted in me not having a family of my own, which was one of my dreams. As I saw how these people-pleasing behaviors had played out in everything in my life, I got more discouraged that it would never change, that I could ever overcome it. This was just going to be my life. It's who I was, someone that made other people happy all the time, but that was extremely unhappy herself. And then one night in a meeting, I read something in the CODA book that said, it's not only about our codependent behaviors, it's about the beliefs we have about ourselves. And this was my light bulb moment. It was as though I had been struck by lightning, but in a good way, if that's possible. I had this sudden clarity of, holy crap, it's my beliefs that are driving all of my behaviors. It was so simple and yet so profound. For the last six years, I've studied my beliefs then that drove my people-pleasing behaviors, and I realized they were all lies. They were stories I'd started telling myself about how I had to be a certain way, say the right things, put others first, make sure I never hurt anyone's feelings, get along, stay quiet, do what you're told. All of these stories I learned as a young girl, and these stories followed me everywhere, Because, you know, there's a saying, wherever you go, there you are. They followed me to college, on dates, in interviews, at jobs, with my friends and partners, everywhere. But they were all lies. And here are three of them. I'm wondering if you've bought into any of these three lies. I believed I had to be loyal at all costs. Once I committed to something, I thought it was bad, wrong, disloyal to change my mind. This belief caused me to stay in college in a major I realized partway through wasn't the best one for me. I loved my nutrition and psychology courses, but I had been accepted to dental hygiene school, so I believed I had to see it through. I believed changing majors would have disappointed a lot of people. And then I graduated, passed the dental hygiene national and state exams, and practiced in a field for approximately 10 years, 
even though I would be doubled over in pain every Sunday, knowing I had to go to work the next day. Believing I had to be loyal at any cost also caused me to go through with my first marriage, even though the night before the wedding I was crying on the floor of my spare bedroom next to the bed where my mom and dad were sleeping. But I had committed, so I couldn't change my mind now. Believing the lie of loyalty has cost me so much in my life. It has kept me in places deep down in my heart I didn't want to stay. This included jobs, marriages, and even friendships that were no longer serving me. The second lie I believed was that if I was kind, that I needed to give others the benefit of the doubt. Many, many years ago, I called myself the queen of second chances, and I wore the crown proudly. I really thought it was a good thing, and I was being kind. I was always willing to overlook something someone had done because I thought it made me a better person to do that. But giving someone the benefit of the doubt means that there is actually some doubt already involved. I mean, it's built into the saying. We are so willing to overlook that doubt, though, because we believe that we're good people and everyone else must be good people, too, and someone who loves us wouldn't do hurtful things to us. So we tell ourselves that we're imagining what they did and we talk ourselves out of it, taking the blame for doubting them in the first place. This is a form of gaslighting ourselves, believing we're at fault for doubting them. My third husband started showing extremely controlling behaviors shortly after we were married. When I would bring up commitments that he wasn't keeping, he would turn it around on me and say that he never said that, which led me to doubt myself and I continued to give him another chance to follow through. Always giving the benefit of the doubt, even when you have reason to doubt, leads to a dangerous cycle of self-blame and self-doubt. It erodes away at self-esteem, making us question our own instincts and perceptions. It can ultimately lead to a lack of self-trust, making it even harder to set healthy boundaries and assert our needs in the future. It can keep us trapped in places where our well-being is consistently compromised. The third lie I believed was I have to be a certain way to be liked or accepted. We believe we have to be thin, smart, funny, normal, perfect, easy to get along with, actually whatever we think the other person thinks we should be. This caused me to become a chameleon, changing my colors to fit the situation. I remember being so proud of how I could fit in anywhere with any group of people. But it also caused me to try and be perfect. And this trying to be perfect in order to fit in and be accepted is actually the opposite of connecting and being authentic. The problem for me was I could fit in anywhere, but it caused me to play small, and I never let my light shine. I had a client realize that she had a belief she didn't even know she had carried around for almost 70 years. The belief was that she had to be exceptional in order to be acceptable. Imagine having this belief at the foundation of everything you do. When we're constantly morphing ourselves into someone we're not in order to be accepted, we're never being our true selves. Other people certainly aren't getting to know you, and eventually you don't even know who you are anymore because you've been what you thought other people wanted you to be for so long. 
You don't know what you like or don't like and what's okay to think, say, or do. Brene Brown says that perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought that if I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. Remember that we follow these lies, these beliefs, because we think ultimately they are the way to keep us safe. You want to test out something challenging you believe to see if it's really true or if it's a lie? Here's the litmus test. Take a belief you have and apply it to someone else in your life. If they believed it and followed it, would you question why they do? Does it hold true for them too? For example, if your friend is staying in a marriage that you've heard her complain about over and over, would you applaud her for staying out of loyalty? Probably not, because you see the devastating effects the belief in this lie is causing her. I have a large list of lies I believed and followed as truths, but I didn't want to make this episode two hours long. If this resonates with you and you're wondering if a pattern that keeps repeating in your life is caused by a lie you're believing, reach out. Let's chat. I have a complimentary call where we'll talk about where you feel stuck or struggling, and we can investigate what's happening. Many times we can't see these things in ourselves without someone else helping us uncover them. That's why they're called blind spots. Just like I uncovered the beliefs that were causing my people-pleasing behaviors through the help of Codependence Anonymous, my sponsor, and a therapist, I can guide you to uncover beliefs you have that are holding you back because I've been there. Plus, now I have the superpower of hypnosis in my tool belt to help you rewire these lies you believe so much faster. Let's get you believing stuff that's actually true and that serves you. I know that if you follow me, you probably have a servant's heart and you want to serve others and live a life of giving. So I'll close with this. We cannot be fully serving others from the goodness of our hearts when we're worried about pleasing them. Pleasing is not the same thing as serving. Until next time, give yourself grace for the place that you're in. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.